Welcome to the Parenting Toolbox Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Hatters. I've been a professional nanny for over 30 years, so I'm here to share my experience and the tips, tricks, and tools that I've picked up for better parenting. You can find episode show notes, my free top 10 parenting tips, and lots more at jenniferhatters.com. That's jenniferhatters with two T's.com. I'm glad you're here. Get your toolbox out. Hi there. Welcome back. This is episode number three, and I'm going to continue on with some of my basics. If you go to my website, jenniferhatters.com, you will find multiple pages on a variety of topics because it's just my website. It's just everything about me and what I love, love to share. But one of them is the um, my top 10 tricks for better parenting. And I thought, I'm just going to go down this because these are my top 10 and they're really foundational. We can build on all of these topics, probably dozens of episodes. So we'll be doing that as we go along. But for right now, I thought I'm going to go through my top 10. But if you want to read through them, they are bullet pointed, numbered, um, under the top 10 parenting tricks. So this is number three, and this is the third episode. See how that works? (laughs) I'm getting really good at this now. So this one is, if your child can do it, have them do it. You want to raise independent, responsible human beings. That's really what I think kind of the bottom line goal is. You want them to be kind and creative and communicative. There's a lot of details I don't want to oversimplify it, make it seem like this is the only thing, but if they are independent and able to manage their own lives, those other things will come. If they're dependent on you, they're never going to be able to communicate. They're never going to be able to care for others or be kind. They're going to look to you to do everything for them. And if you nurture that way of doing things, your child will be dependent on you. And if you're not available and they can't depend on you, they will find somebody else. Whether it's a friend or a spouse, it will be a codependent relationship. A lot of children move to bad influences and even substance abuse because they don't have the confidence to be independent and responsible on their own. So number three is if your child can do it, have them do it. This has long-lasting effects on your child. It's super, super important. It sounds simple, and it is simple, and it actually is pretty easy too, but you have to be consistent, and you have to be convinced that this is important. So if your child is old enough, strong enough, patient enough, let them take on the responsibilities that are in line with their capabilities. You'll have to understand them, and you'll have to pay attention, and they are going to do things poorly at first, and you're going to have to be patient yourself so that You can teach them how to do things better and better until they can take over a chore. You're not going to send a four-year-old out to mow the lawn. That's obvious. But you are maybe going to take a five- or six-year-old out to watch dad mow the lawn and watch how the mower works and explain where the mower gets put away and talk about how often you mow the grass. Just even a conversation about what a child will be able to do eventually is a starting point. So you're going to have them try things first. Never do something for them that they can do themselves. Get their coat on. Show them how to put their coat on. When kids are very, very little, 
it's easy to put the coat upside down so that the neck or the collar of the coat is at their feet and they can put their hands right into the holes of the sleeves and flip it over their head. And they think that is the coolest thing. They love that. It's like a magic trick. So teach your child these little magic tricks. And those are some of the things that we'll talk about on here, but ask other parents too. How do you, how do you, did you teach your kid to tie their shoes? There's tricks for doing that and tips for doing that. Maybe in the beginning you start off with Velcro, but make sure you move to, you know, the things that are harder and might make your life a little slower and more difficult at times, but transition into those things because they are important and they'll be doing those. You know, adults don't wear um, Velcro shoes very often. And a lot of like soccer cleats don't come in Velcro, things like that. They're going to get to the point where they need to have learned to tie their shoes and you're going to have to teach them that at some point. So start off with the small things, show them how to do it correctly first, be patient, but be firm. Making their bed is a, is a great start. It's the first thing they should do when they get up. They should get out of bed, turn around and make it. All they have to do is straighten the bedding and put all their little toys and stuffed animals or pillow at one end. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not dangerous. They're not going to hurt themselves trying that. And then don't be critical. Tell them, good job. You made your bed. Nice. That's a big kid. You're doing that really well. I'm proud of you. Start off telling them those things. Eventually, you know, telling your eight-year-old, good job. You made your bed. Isn't going to be appropriate. But for right now, when you're starting to teach them these things and they're starting to take on responsibility, sure, encourage that. High five. Clearing their place after dinner. Pick up your plate and take it to the kitchen counter. If they can do that, they should be doing that. Moms and dads should not be busboys. Your children need to learn to do that. It's a safe thing to do. Nobody's going to get hurt doing that. And you know, if you're concerned about that, if you're concerned about your child dropping a glass plate, then make sure they have plastic plates. Transition them into glass plates later after they're comfortable and familiar with carrying that around. And if something breaks, guess what? You're going to show them where the broom and dustpan is. And maybe they're not going to be the person to sweep up the shards of glass on the kitchen floor, but they're going to know where the broom and the dustpan is. And you can say to them, go get the broom and dustpan. I'll sweep this up. And they're going to see you do that, watch you throw it in the garbage, and understand that's how that works. And maybe in a couple of years they'll be able to manage that too. Picking weeds out of the garden or the flower bed, loading the dishwasher, folding and putting away laundry. Maybe they're not great at folding, so that's something that you do with them. Maybe they can ball up their socks or just pick out their underwear. Does underwear need to be folded? No. Just let them find their underwear and ball up their socks. And you can fold or hang the other clothes. But make sure that they're part of that process so they understand this is going to be on you pretty soon. And then they can put away their laundry. And once again, it doesn't have to be perfect. So I'll just give you a little tip here. When you have laundry that needs to be put away and a child's bedroom and somewhere for them to put it, the best thing is to have drawers, something that pulls out that they can manage. And then think about their bodies. Put socks and underwear in the bottom drawers because those are the foundational things. And they go on first and your feet are at the bottom and then your underwear and then put pants and shirts. Give them extra cues, extra clues. The idea that there is a visual way of seeing how you put on your clothes will help them know where to look, and then they won't become frustrated, 
and it'll help them know where to put their clothes. So all these little things along the way will help your child become more independent. If each of these things takes five or 10 minutes in your life, it could easily save you up to an hour a day as a parent. If you're folding and your kid's putting the laundry away, boom, you've got more time. And that is part of my goal. As a professional nanny for over 30 years, I developed these tips and tricks and tools by failing, by making mistakes, by having to figure this stuff out. And what that meant for me as a nanny was that we had more time to make art. We had more time to play outside. But for you as a parent, it just might mean an extra 15 minutes of sleep or the ability to actually read a full chapter of a book or talk to your spouse or, you know, call your parents. All of these things add up. So it's very important that if your child can do it, have them do it. Thanks for being here today. I'll see you next week. This has been the Parenting Toolbox Podcast, and I'm Jennifer Hatters. Thanks for joining me today. If you'd like to hear more about my 30-year career as a professional nanny, go to jenniferhatters.com. Thanks for being here.